You are now tuned in to the Conversations with Christ podcast. This is Cortez. And this is Cassie. And this podcast is meant to discuss everyday topics from the perspective of a Christian couple. From relationships to prayer, we'll explore how faith guides our journey, aiming to offer comfort and encouragement to our listeners. Although we are not pastors, counselors, therapists, or life coaches, we hope that you are encouraged and can learn and grow from our experiences, our advice, and our testimonies. We hope that you connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at ConversationsWChrist or on X at ComboswChrist. You can also find us on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Christ. Uh, Our conversation this week actually stems from a conversation that we had with um, my mother. Yeah, and and, just amongst ourselves, And amongst ourselves uh, about something that recently happened, may not be as recent for you, but um, in the media, there was a situation where... Uh, Kiki Palmer mm-hmm. wore a dress that was a little bit revealing, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend at the time, I don't know if they're still dating or not, um, had a big issue with it, and the situation basically went public, and right. uh, it led us to the conversation of, um, should the guy be controlling what his girlfriend wears, mm-hmm. is that his place, mm-hmm. um, and just opened up a a bunch of different conversations right, from that but basically yeah. like well should she be wearing that mm-hmm. um like who determines if that's okay mm-hmm. but a bunch of different questions from that so um do you want to yeah give your perspective? so uh first and foremost i just um i heard it on the i actually heard it on the radio and i feel like um it's important. First, I think it's important to have God guide your all your relationships um, so that things like this don't happen. Um, but second thing, um, and I'll get a little bit more into, or we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, but the second thing that I wanted to say about this was, I think um, if him not agreeing with her choice of wardrobe like if that if if that was an issue Mm -hmm. i do think that that should have been discussed between them two Mm -hmm. in the home instead of him running to twitter making comments about her wardrobe Uh, i believe he said something um amongst the lines of your mom though or something like that and Mm -hmm. commented on her picture i you know i don't agree with the embarrassment that Mm -hmm. he try to inflict on her um regarding her wardrobe just because that's not for everybody to see Mm -hmm. and now as you can see you know it was all over the radio you know it was a topic of conversation for people um but as far as um you know whether or not the wardrobe was uh too revealing for a mother um you know i believe it was a just kind of this top it was like a uh, like a strapless it looked like a bathing suit almost 
um that it was a <laughs> it all. looked like a bathing suit almost um that had it was a thong and it had like um she had like a mesh over it so like mm-hmm. a really like thin um see-through dress over i think it was long sleeve i'm not sure but you were able to see what was underneath mm-hmm. and you were able to see like that bathing suit thing underneath um but i mean I think if you would have asked me this question a few years ago before um, my walk with Christ and before um, getting engaged, I would have been I would have probably wore something similar and I would have been like, oh, like, I don't think there's an issue with anything she wore. Mm -hmm. I don't think, um, you know, it's anything that like I would say no to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think it's an issue for her. Because she didn't feel convicted to not wear it. Mm. So I don't think that it, she, I don't think like, oh, Kiki Palmer should have never wore that. And that was too revealing. It's too revealing for me, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't mean that because it's too revealing for me, it might be too revealing for her. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's based on like personal preference and mm-hmm. like your relationship with God. Like if, like Jesus walked in right now, how would I feel about what I'm wearing? Would I feel the need to cover myself? Mm -hmm. Would I feel the need to change what I'm wearing or Mm -hmm. feel the need to like, you know, like how Adam and Eve, you know, Mm -hmm. they felt shameful and because they were naked and they felt the need to cover themselves with leaves. So I think it just stems on that. Like what is your relationship with God and what is modesty to you Mm -hmm. through that relationship with God? And how does that shine on you? Um, because that's not, it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my take on it. Um, yeah, my take on it is a little different coming from a guy's perspective. (laughs) Um, I'll speak from my perspective. This may not be every guy, but at least from my perspective, I have never been one to tell someone what they're wearing is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. That's not because I'm not some alpha man or whatever. I just feel like you have the right to wear whatever you want. Now, of course, I'm entitled to my opinion. And I think now that we're in the stage of engagement and getting married soon, may be married by the time you watch this, I trust that if I had an issue with something that she was wearing or if it were to even get to that point, because I don't think that it would, but if I were to have an issue with something that she's wearing, I should be able to come to her and say, hey, like, I think that this is a little revealing. I don't expect her to change, but I expect her to take my thoughts, my feelings into consideration when I tell her that. And I think that that should be it. If she still feels that she should wear that, then maybe we can have a conversation about that. And if it's really to that point, then maybe we should have a conversation about that later. But I don't feel that my word should be final. Like, no, take that off. You shouldn't wear that. You should never wear that, whatever, what have you. I think... I should have enough trust for her to know that whatever she's going to wear is going to be fine. Yeah. And I should back her up. And I'm not yeah. one to be into like victim shaming, like, oh, well, you're going to get attention from guys if you wear that or yeah. whatever, what have you. Because you're going to get attention from guys no matter what you're wearing. Right. You could be in a onesie and a bonnet and someone would still come up to you and say like, oh, you look be good. One, it's always that it's one always person. one person. Try to so, pump your gas. Yeah. I don't think that like... <laughs> Wearing something revealing could get you more attention. But I do agree with the, if Jesus were to show up and see you wearing that, would you feel embarrassed? Would you want to change? Yeah. And I do agree with you. I think, I think it's important. Um, you know, I don't, 
not necessarily in dating i don't know like that, i can that's get a hard i one. will get your thoughts on that in a second but i do think like you know if you're preparing for marriage or are in marriage i do think that you need to take out of respect of your partner and just respect of your marriage and relationship in itself i do think that you need to take what your partner thinks into consideration because at that point you're not just you're not just representing you you're representing both of you right both of us and our name yeah Yeah, so like when you go out and you do different things it it's my look too it's not just your look it's how we look as a unit exactly even if you're alone it's you're still cortez's husband going out or yeah or cortez's wife sorry ah it's okay we're gonna leave that in it's a genuine conversation you know yeah. what I mean. yeah no for sure and i completely agree um i do you know would take that um into consideration because also if it makes you feel uncomfortable why am i gonna leave the house mm-hmm. with you feeling uncomfortable you know it it's it, it just stem and then what will stem from that is just kind of um you know what is that word it's um like it was it will stem some like you know um anger maybe mm-hmm. or feeling um unheard it can stem other emotions that can cause issues in mm-hmm. a relationship so i think it's important to hear each other out and say and be and you know feel comfortable enough to say that makes you know you worrying that makes me a little uncomfortable now i do think that there's a limit on that like if you have on a normal outfit like jeans t-shirt whatever and i come to you like i don't think you should wear that I should be comfortable as a man for you to check me and say, like, maybe you're being a little insecure or there could be a little insecurity there because that Mm -hmm. is the case with some guys. And Mm -hmm. I think you should have the ability to look within yourself to say, am I just being overly protective or am I being a little insecure with this? Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely something to keep in mind, too, especially in the dating realm. Like that person, if you're just dating, you have no marriage no honestly there is no (laughs) there's no i think it can go back and forth though because i feel like as a woman if he's coming to you if you're dating someone and they're coming to you as like you're not wearing this i think there's a a difference between you're not wearing this and this outfit makes me a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. what do you think about it do Mm -hmm. you you feel comfortable in that it should be a conversation yeah 100 it shouldn't be a telling yes of course and then there's also i feel um even with um even with uh women um or like dating in the dating world um if as a guy as a as a male if you're feeling that this person that you're dating um does like to wear a lot of revealing clothes Mm -hmm. um is that something that you you know you're willing to deal with and that's in the something future that you know relationship? That you're getting yourself into when you 100%. start dating that person, like you, you have access to their Instagram, you have access to all of this, and so you can't expect someone pictures, to just change one hundred percent, a hundred percent for they, you. They decided to marry mm-hmm. you. You can't expect that. Um, so I think it goes back, you know, back and forth um, as a woman, you know, paying attention to how someone is criticizing your wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, or the way that you present yourself. And I also think as a man, you need to pay attention to how, you know, that person that you're dating is presenting themselves 
um in the world you know within wardrobe and on social media and vice versa because there's also some guys that like to wear short shorts you know there is <laughs> it's not the it's not exactly the same because i feel women can sexualize themselves and be sexualized a lot more easier mm-hmm. than men but there's there are some men that like to wear short shorts and like to walk around different areas with their shirts off and you know yeah. It could make some women uncomfortable if their man is out, you know, partying downtown Scottsdale with their shirt off, you know, walking around the streets. But, you know, it's vice versa. So I think it's important to pay attention to those things as you're dating um, and decide if that is for you or not. And I think ultimately this kind of ties into our topic of the conversation of whenever you're making decisions about anything, whether it's what you wear, whether it's what you post, what you like, uh, we believe that the easiest way to kind of decide on that is to keep God centered, not only in your life, but in your relationships too. Yeah. Like, I think you should be able to say, have this, like how we just said with, if Jesus showed up, like, will we be comfortable in this? If you keep God in the center of your relationships, a lot of those questions are the conversations that would be long and drawn out can get real short. Short, yep. And you can just say, okay, yep, nope, let me go change. Yeah. Or, you you know what, I think I'd be fine. Like, I'm comfortable with this. And then that's just what it is. But having God at the center of your relationship can make incredible changes, especially, especially Thank you. from us coming from Sorry. a position where when we started our relationship, God was definitely not centered. It was, he was not. He, it, I, I think that oftentimes, um, for me, uh, it wasn't until recently when I, mm-hmm. my relationship with God got a lot stronger that I started to, and also honestly with us getting engaged too, mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I don't, like I even deleted a lot of my pictures off of Facebook and like Instagram that I was like, I don't know why I posted this or why mm-hmm. I felt comfortable f- posting this or wearing this. Um, and I deleted a lot of that stuff. Um, Cause let me tell you, when I was younger, before I knew God, I was extremely bold and not in the right <laughs> way. <laughs> With my wardrobe, um, yeah, I there was a I, I guess I can say a lot of people saw a lot of parts of me that should have not Yikes. been seen. Um, yeah, because I and you can even ask my mom. Like I would wear things, and my mom and my mom was never the person to be like, um, "You're you shouldn't wear that," because mm-hmm. she's very much like she very much would ask me like, "Are you sure you want to wear that?" or "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Mom, it's fine. Like, I feel good. You know, like <laughs> I'm confident in this." She's like, "Okay," or you know, she'll kind of question me like, "Are you sure?" Like, because mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of the outfits that I would um, wear weren't god godly. Let's put it that way. Um, but I think now, you know, with my relationship with God and just being engaged, it kind of shifted my whole mindset mm-hmm. of preparing to be a wife. Mm-hmm. and how i want to you know set that persona for myself and even for you mm-hmm. um and just i think i developed a whole level of respect for myself honestly and mm-hmm. and for you um you know i think it's super important that um at least for me and and, and maybe women might not feel the same way and that's completely fine everybody's different but for me and my walk with god and my um, personality and just who I am today, I f- don't feel like people should have access to see my body. 
um, or parts of my body. And I think that that should only be made for my husband. You mm-hmm. know, I don't, you know, feel the need to uh, show my body off in that way anymore. You know, I wear, I'm going to, you know, I try to now wear things that are a little bit more modest um, or that I just feel comfortable in that aren't too revealing. Um, also, because I post things online and I never really thought about who I have, honestly, outside of my friends mm-hmm. or people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about like family that I have on there, my mm-hmm. grandma or my, you know, fiance's family now. What yeah. do they think when I post yeah. this? I'm posting like, you know, maybe like me and itty bitty shorts and like, you know, a really, really like small top with my boobs out and stuff. And then I, you know, you don't really think about like who else is seeing this or who else has access to see these photos of me. And things on the internet can be forever, mm-hmm. okay? So just because you deleted, somebody may have yes, taken a screenshot. screenshot. We see all the time in politics and different things, people bringing up stuff that people posted in yeah. college or years before. Videos. Yeah. So. So yeah, I do think you know I do think differently now on wardrobe and like um, I do think differently on how I present myself. Even at the like, if I were to go, I don't really go to the club, but even if I were to go to the club, like. You know, I would wear something that makes me feel confident, but not something that is extremely revealing. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I think um, just to kind of piggyback off of you, I think conviction is what's big. 100%. Like if you ever have any questions or like, should I be doing this? Should I not? I think God will put it on your heart. Yeah, clearly. And yeah. if he's not pray on it, ask for it because it's there. Mm-hmm. If you ever feel like. Uh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Or go, it's or a go little to the Bible. risky. It's a little risky. Yeah, <laughs> go to the Bible and see if it says anything about it. And if it's not super clear in there, then pray and ask for conviction. Ask God, like if ask this isn't what I'm heart. supposed to be doing, like make me feel that way. Or like they talked about it all the time. Of like God, if this ain't the right person, close the door and he'll <laughs> he'll answer that prayer immediately. So yeah, that's a really really good one. Yeah, and honestly, I would also just ask. Uh, for preparation in that because if you're not ready to hear the answer Mm -hmm. if you're not ready to provide the action then you're don't ask for it Mm -hmm. because you need to be ready for if god says no you need to be ready for that no um because if you're not ready for that no you're not gonna do what god Mm -hmm. is asking you and then you're in disobedience yeah so it's important to also ask god to prepare you for that response Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be in disobedience either yeah that's really good yeah yeah so to back up some of the things (laughs) that we were talking about because we don't just want to be spitting off random knowledge at you with nothing to back it up biblically uh, we did a little bit of research on our own and uh, a scripture that I found that kind of supports um, keeping God centered is first uh, Corinthians verse t- or chapter 10 verse 31 that says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do everything for the glory of God and that's powerful to do everything for the glory of God, to give a little context on Corinthians. Uh, This is Paul who started a church in Corinth, uh, and this was a very booming area at the time. And he uh, started the church, and it was having new church problems because he went away. He had to do other things. And he got a letter saying, like, hey, the church is having problems. People are sinning. People are having sex. People are basically going crazy. So 
First Corinthians was him basically giving the church guidelines on what to do, what not to do to kind of reestablish and kind of get them back on track with God. And they were asking specifics of like, well, should I be eating food that's been sacrificed or should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And his response was whether you eat or drink or you don't or don't like or you do or don't. Whatever you do, do it in honor of God so that that way you'll always be in the clear so that mm-hmm. you won't have to worry about, oh, well, like, if I eat this, will I be doing wrong? If you naturally live your life in a way that everything you do is for God or, like, if God is with you, like, if Jesus was with me right now, what are you still doing this? Or, like, yeah, having that mindset will always keep you straight and on the right arrow. So I think that yeah. that's kind of the best way to live, not just in your relationships, but even in relationships, like when we're making big decisions or like, should we be doing this? Should we be doing like, well, what does God think we we should be doing this? Let's pray on it. Let's pray together. Praying together is some of the, it like strengthens your relationship so much and it creates a different level of, we talked about it in our marriage counseling, how having that spiritual aspect in your relationship is like, something that's unbreakable untouchable it makes the bond go to the next level when you can connect on a spiritual level and pray together and pray for the know that the person wants the best for you not only like in life financially whatever but spiritually as well it's a different level of connection i feel like it brings a whole different level of vulnerability yes (laughs) because i think oftentimes when people speak to god you speak to god about the depths of your mm-hmm. heart and your soul and your mind yeah. and some of those things are not pretty yeah. you know some of those things are ugly and messy and um i think you know when we pray together and we reveal some of those things mm-hmm. or some of those concerns that we have it just brings us a lot closer yeah. and it strengthens our relationship um i also think that you know it's important to have gotten in your relationships and dating and marriage and your friendships and you know relationships with your family and even strangers honestly because it just will it will guide you to be the best person the best version of who mm-hmm. you are yeah um i think that you know for one god's book is a manual mm-hmm. you know for life you can read all the self-help books you want at the end of the day, God's book is number one, the bi- the biggest main, you know, manual of life that mm-hmm. you'll, you know, have. And I feel like a lot of people don't use it as a manual. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, if you look up at the Bible or any scriptures on any issue that you're having or experiencing in your relationship or mm-hmm. life, you'll find it in the Bible and it'll tell you how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I think it's important to understand that because even with like the simplest things of not being quick to anger can be a huge thing in a relationship. Yeah. You know, got you know the book talks the Bible talks about loving one another and being filled with love. If you always lead with love in all of your relationships, you know how much that would change your relationship mm. and how much it would guide it forward yeah. if you just always lead with love. It's easy. It's easier said than done Way because said than done. It, you know, even coming from me, I'm very quick. I can be very quick to anger. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, amen. <laughs> 
I know I can be, I get frustrated very, I can get frustrated very quickly at times. So I think if you always just lead with love, it would always, you know, be a good foundation for any relationship and Mm -hmm. any friendship. And, you know, I think it's important to use um, the Bible as a guide and to have God in your life as a guide to lead you and, you know, in your relationships. And I think even just basic relationship principles like treating people with respect or like being honest with your friends things mm-hmm. like that like even, even for not, people who are not christians like that's yeah, even foundational it's not principles easy too. it's not easy at all but those are foundational principles that are found in the bible that god teaches you to like don't lie that's one of the commandments and right be, um loving your neighbor that's right. those are commandments so all of that comes back to biblical principles so right. how can you say i want to do these things but without the person who gave that instruction or without yeah. having god centered i think that's really important yeah and I, i'm not saying that a relationship is impossible without god but i'm saying it's so much better Eas- and it's easier it's so much honestly. easier if you have god mixed into your relationship 100, like, all your relationships all of them it makes it so much easier like my best friend um I, she's a Christian. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, when I come to her for like things, the first thing that she says, I'm going to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just like a huge relief. And honestly, I think it's interesting because some people do take that to offense, Mm -hmm. you know, like prayers and thoughts. But honestly, for me, I've seen the power of prayer. I know what the power of prayer can do. Mm -hmm. So to for her to understand like, okay, you're in a rough you know, situation, not only can I talk to you about this, but I know because you're so embedded in God, you're going to give me advice Mm -hmm. that is from God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's God driven. So because I know where your heart is, I Mm -hmm. know who you go to for your advice. I know who you go to when you need something. Mm -hmm. It's God. So when I talk to my best friend um, or even my good friend, who's also a Christian, I know that when we're talking, it's Mm -hmm. like when I'm pouring myself to them and like explaining my emotions or and such, I know that they're coming from a good space because they're so embedded and um, invested in their relationship with God that they're going to pour into me from that same place. Yeah. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. So I think it just makes it so much easier to, you know, when your relationships are founded and have a strong foundation on God. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really good grounding. Yeah. Like once you have your faith tied in with things, it's kind of when things get rough or if things aren't going your way, it's not going as expected. Even when things are going good, it's good to know that you can come back to this Mm -hmm. so that you can find peace, even in the hard times, like Mm -hmm. God's got us or having that, that, that friendship, that relationship, knowing like, we can pray together. We can go to God about it. Just that foundation of like, you know, like this is where we can go back to mm-hmm. and we'll be good. Yeah. That's important to have because sometimes like, let's say we didn't have God in our relationship mm-hmm. and we were just like, this is rough. We don't know what we're going to do. Like, yeah, there's outside help. But at the end of the day, like there's no. It's just we lead with love. Yeah. So like even I feel like even when we like don't agree on something, mm-hmm. I feel like. And call me crazy, but I honestly feel like your relationship with God also like brings you down, like more peace. There's more mm-hmm. peace. 
So when we don't disagree, you know, when we disagree on something, we don't argue. Like, I wouldn't say that we argue. We have conversations about things. Sometimes heated conversations. Not <laughs> often, but there's definitely been heated, heated conversations. But I feel we like, don't. but we don't yell at each we other. Don't. We don't call each other names. Nope. We're not disrespectful. Nope. Our voice might get firm. I, yeah. I think our voices That's get firmer. Good. But we don't like yell at each other, throwing things, banging things, calling each other names, putting each other like down, storming out of the room, like unable to discuss things with each other. Um, You know, but we do like I think when we have, you know, disagreements, I wouldn't say like heated. I would say passionate. We get passionate (laughs) because I think we're both very passionate and Mm -hmm. are in conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think we both like we don't cut each other off. Like we interject like kindly where we're having like a conversation, basically how we're having now, how Mm -hmm. we're like going back and forth. But we are not rudely cutting each other off or being offended. Yeah. Um, I think like it's just because we're. I don't know, like, it's just we're at peace with each other. And I think God brings that, you know, peace and like relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. And even going, um, I don't know if it was in this video or the introduction video, but you were saying that um, that when you found your relationship with God, it filled a piece of you that you felt like was missing. I feel like in relationships, too, that. Like you might be like, oh, this relationship's great, but there's just something that's off. Like, right. I promise you, it, it and it's not all the time, but if you include God, I feel like that fills in so much of the missing. Like that will just a void. Honestly, it can fill a void. It can definitely fill a void that you may be missing. Like going to church with someone and praising with someone and praying with someone mm-hmm. that fills up so much spiritually that yeah. is not there like when, when you're able to do that with someone else your partner a friend mm-hmm. whoever that can do wonders for your 100%. relationship no matter what type of relationship it yeah. is and i think it also just prepares you for marriage too mm-hmm. because i think and one scripture that people take i feel like take out of context or don't understand it um and i feel like it's one of the many scriptures that steer people away from god mm-hmm. is um ob- you know obeying your husband oh, and yeah. submitting oh, to your husband video about that too. <laughs> but let me tell you okay well, we gotta wind it's it all the way back because it's important she was one of those people <laughs> i was i was very much feminist to my core, very much, a man is not going to be, I'm not submitting to any man. I'm not being guided by any man. I'm guided by myself. Very much that person. And I'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to, into that in a different video about feminism. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, not and knocking what, it. Not, not knocking, knocking it. it so. But just things that I've learned now, like with my walk with God. But um, I think it's super important to know the person that you're dating, Mm -hmm. you know, how invested are they in their relationship with God? Because honestly, like if your spouse isn't being led by God, then who are they being led by? Mm -hmm. Where are their morals coming, coming from? Right. Because honestly, like looking back, like if I were the same person I was when I was a single, if I was the same person I am now as a single, I would not want someone who isn't led by God to Mm -hmm. lead me in our marriage. 
how are you that's why you cannot trust you know someone who isn't invested in the relationship with god to lead you because where are they going to lead you yeah when times get rough and they're, they're where, where are they going to the where are they, they going to look to who are they going to get their strength from where are they going to look to how are they going to you know provide that security yes. if you're not if your relationship with god isn't all the way there so like i think it's important to understand that what it means to submit to your husband and why is because your husband is basically a messenger. Mm -hmm. Your husband is the person that is between you and God. So your your husband is supposed to be praying for your family, leading mm -hmm. your family in prayer, leading your family closer to God. Your husband is supposed to protect you, basically put his life over, you know, to put his, mm -hmm. uh, what is it? To basically give his life if needed for your his wife and his family love love you the way that jesus loved the church and he which gave is his, his he life willing to give his life for, for the church. so you should be so willing to give your honestly life for your wife. as yeah. a wife i don't think i want to i don't know if i'm ready to give my life you know like yeah. that's you know i and as you know wives i think it's important to you know be those nurturers and you're supposed to basically up your husband mm -hmm. like you're you're a multiplier your husband comes with you know he's gonna provide you that you know a home or a house then you're supposed to multiply it and turn it into a home you're supposed to your husband's gonna help you you know give you children well you're supposed to like basically help nurture those children mm -hmm. and multiply their you know who they are and vice versa so i think it's important to understand those roles because it will make a difference in your relationships but not just like romantic relationships but even like in platonic and even to speak on roles because i don't want to make it seem as though we're set in the the husband has to be the provider the wife oh, has to be this no. because even we've had the conversation plenty of times where she would be like were you comfortable would you be comfortable if I made more than you? And I, the man that I am, I'm like, yeah, if you want to make more than me, go ahead. I will happily quit my job, stay home, take care of whatever. But that's just who I am. Like, I am comfortable that if I'm working the job that I want to work, if I'm in my purpose and you happy. just so happen to make more than, and yeah. I'm happy, then make more than me. This is our money. It's not your money, her money yeah. anymore. It's our money. So, right we're making more yeah so if you want to take care of more things i can't i'll still be the protector i'll still be the provider if someone exactly. were to do whatever break in i know i'm the one that's gonna yeah go out and, and just a spider, us i got a spider. it <laughs> well, roach, yeah, we got roaches in Arizona. No, oh, not in our house, but that's <laughs> it's a just thing. an Arizona thing. Yeah, Honestly, I they, was especially uh, when it's hot. They just they come out, out at night. They be out, coming out of bushes. Honestly, in our neighborhood, I'm very surprised. We don't Actually, have any. any. We don't have any. And let's knock on wood because yeah. I don't want to say that. And then all of a sudden, they're coming out of you know the gates of hell. Yeah, but. I think, yeah, in our previous neighborhood, they were everywhere. Mm -hmm. You couldn't wear sandals because they would but run through your toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think it's just important. I think, honestly, it's just your relationship with God and, like, mm -hmm. leading your, your family to um, towards God and, and being the even. guide and making the big decisions, honestly. Like, 
it's it's important to look to God on those things. We I think I don't know if it was through marriage counseling or just in general, but we even prayed on like what is my role in this relationship because yeah. we think in every relationship it looks different. Like for 100%. for some people, maybe the wife does wake more, but the man does something else, or mm-hmm. like or the man stays or, home with the kids. For example, I like to cook. My grandfather was a chef. My dad loves to cook. Everyone in my family loves to cook, so I knew how to cook at an early age now i didn't tell my family i knew how to cook because that would mean i would have to cook for myself but i was taking in the information and i knew how to cook so i have no problem whipping up meals and i don't expect her to cook every meal or me to come home and do that so that's just our role that's where we're different she's not i'm i can cook but i don't like to cook Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite thing honestly i I see it as a chore i feel like it takes forever and i just don't have the patience for it honestly and i find it there and he likes it i love it she'll ask me like what season i put i say oh just a little bit of this and (laughs) we love it yeah and and he doesn't like to clean and he mm. prefers not that's not his favorite thing to do i I have seasons. I like <laughs> That's to clean. That's a good way to put it. I like to clean. I like to organize because I like how I feel after I do it. I also feel like when there's a lot of clutter, I just can't think. Like when things are everywhere, like I feel like I'm just like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I need to like clean in order to like work. And I think that's oftentimes why I get distracted at work too. Like if I work from home, I'm like, or even when I was in school and my like room was dirty, I'm like, okay, before I can even do my homework or before I can even start on this, I need to clean my room. I clean my room, clean the area. And then before I know it, it's already been two hours. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like doing stuff late because I had to do all this stuff in order to do one thing. But I just can't think when like, or I don't feel good. I don't feel good. That's, I think that's the best way to put it. I would interject and say that it's not that I'm a messy person (laughs) or that I am an unclean person. He's actually really clean clean, for a guy, even a college guy at that. I was very clean. He was very clean. And who knows if he just cleans because I I would come over. (laughs) I'm not a big deep. She likes to deep clean. And I feel like I'm more of a straightener. Like I'll fix things, make everything look good. But I'm not like getting on my hands and knees. I I will, but that's not like regular thing for me. And she likes to she likes things like spotless. Like, yeah. She likes to get I into things. Basically, like things to look like nobody lives here. Exactly. Like people are coming here for a show of like we're about to sell this house. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I think the roles are different for everybody, and I think it's important to discuss what those roles look like for you prior to marriage, so that you guys both have an understanding. Because what you don't want um and the you know later on down the road is for there to be any resentment that was the word i was looking for earlier (laughs) um you don't want any resentment in any of your relationships so i think it's really really important to um discuss things like that and even with like you know friends that you're moving in with Mm -hmm. because there's often times people were like oh yeah i used to be best friends with this person and then we moved in together we lasted a few months and now i I don't ever talk to that person ever again even with roommates, like it's really important to get, even if you've known the person for 20 years, you've been friends for 20 years and you're moving in for the first time together, it's important to discuss those roles because mm-hmm. if you don't, like I said, there will be resentment and then it's a relationship ruin because of lack of communication. And you can't just assume that everybody understands your values or understand your role. So that's important to discuss that and talk that out because 
I might be assuming you just know that you're gonna clean. And yeah. If we don't establish that, then we just I'm gonna be mad because no, you're not the cleaning. You're not gonna clean. be mad because I'm not helping you yeah. clean or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's important to take that. But at the end of the day, I think keeping God centered, centered is so important. Is our highlight and key. In I this. have one last scripture that I would like to bring up. Um, it's Psalms one nineteen. Um, Verse one nine, or sorry, chapter one nineteen, verse one oh five, and it says, "Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path." Mm-hmm. So it's just saying, like, you know, God is the lamp um, to where we're going, and I think it's really, really important that we allow and create a relationship with God so that we know where we're going and where we're headed. Definitely. Um, he will show you if you're supposed to be with the person that you're supposed to be with. Yes. Just ask. Like I said, you need to. You be need to ready be prepared, for that prepared for that no or yes. Um, just ask. He'll reveal that to you. If you're not sure if you're supposed to be moving somewhere, if you're not sure if you're supposed to be taking a job, if you're not sure if you're supposed to be friends with somebody, if you're not sure if you're supposed to be going somewhere with somebody, sharing space with somebody, whatever it is, make sure that you're asking God because he's going to guide you in the right direction. He's going to give you the right answer. And honestly, it will save you a whole lot of heartache it would save you a whole lot of pain. It will save you a whole lot of confusion. Um, and it will bring peace in all of your decisions. Um, so I think it's really, really important to pray. And just and ask. from what you just said, sometimes if you even ask some of those questions, I feel like there's already <laughs> a little bit of Holy Spirit in there telling you, maybe this ain't for me or maybe this. Honestly. So when he gives you that, that no or that he gives you that answer, don't go and be like, oh, well, just give me one more sign. Just, <laughs> me? just show me one more. That was definitely her. I think now she's a little bit more obedient to the first. More confident. More confident in hearing his but that voice. Just takes, that, takes, that takes practice. Yeah. Honestly, with this, talking to God. Because often, oftentimes people ask me, how do you know if that's God's voice? And mm-hmm. we'll have another episode on that. But how do you know if God's talking to you? How do you know if it's God or if it's just my own thoughts? Mm-hmm. It comes with knowing God, knowing mm-hmm. who he is, knowing his character. You know, it comes with reading his word and getting to know him. So and we'll, I'm sure we'll have a whole episode Definitely. on that. But I think it's really, really important to just start to... Talk to him. When you're driving in your car, instead of having your music on, have a conversation with him. You'd be surprised. Um, He'll answer. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We hope you got something out of this. Any of the little nuggets that we (laughs) shared, anything good that you heard. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.